Hello, and welcome to another episode of Improperly Packaged, a show where we unbox topics related to movies, TV, games. I am joined with these. Luke, how are you doing, Luke? <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> Good to hear. Wow. It's quite an intro, Jordan. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I- I'm tired. <laughs> this might be a little bit of a wonky one. <laughs> how you doing, Luke? I'm exhausted. <laughs> you start getting a little crazy when you get tired, like a certain a character. Loopy. Yeah, I think there's a character in a show that we're going to talk about who's pretty crazy, I think, out of just being <laughs> tired. I think that's pretty much what I was going for there. <laughs> we'll get into it. But anyways, I understand I, I, that feeling all too well. I know, right? Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, do you ever have this is really kind of dark in a way. Do you ever have like an a weird existential moment where you're like you're it usually happens when you're tired and you just kind of like look around and you're like this is existing. You like get into that point. Have you ever, do you ever get that? Oh yeah. I hate Definitely. it. <laughs> it's a really isolating feeling when you feel that and you're like, I'm alive. This is reality. You know, like the, that's so I stupid. Get that. I it, it, it's, it's almost the opposite. I'd say it's kind of the inverse when I take a nap and there's something about like a certain time you wake up. I don't know if it's like, <laughs> It's it's not really a super long nap. It's somewhere kind of between like a short nap and a long nap. And I'll wake up and it'll just be, I'll be like so groggy and it's just like am I awake? Where am what I? Is this? Like Where we I? I woke Where up from I? one of those naps the other day and we were taking a walk around our neighborhood and I'm just like Bethany's like telling me things. I'm just like oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I'm awake but barely. <laughs> Yeah, you're in the space between. I, think I know spaces. where I am. <laughs> it's a very strange feeling. I hate it. Your mind is a complicated instrument. Yeah, I don't like it. I, I don't like that. I, I, want, I want that to stop. I just euphoria. Me... I think is the word Ooh, for it. Uh, I think show. both of those things we're talking about is euphoria. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> this weird form of euphoria. <laughs> Did you watch Euphoria? No, I haven't seen a single episode of that. The one with Zendaya, right? Yeah. Um, Did you? Yeah, I watched it. It. It's just one of those shows that's just a little too progressive for me, honestly. It just, yeah. I just feel like they tried to go to the edge with every subject. It just, it's depressing. It's just like wow. Like, I. It doesn't surprise me that this is the way high school kids are now. You know, I mean, obviously it's a show, so it's just one yeah. person's take on how high school kids are. But it wouldn't surprise me if it was probably pretty realistic. But it's just like I don't want to think about this. This is awful. Like, you just get tired like, sometimes, right? You're just yeah, like, like, I'm so tired. You know, know. And it's like Everyone's another episode got a of this terrible life. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's hooked on drugs, and there's some sexual fiend dude. It's like, oh god. So it's tired, just too much, yeah. too many depressing, not great things. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I got that way about leftovers for a while, which I need to apparently yeah. watch at some point. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, though, it's short, so there's that. It's not like there's a hundred episodes of this. It's like now there's like more like uh, forty or something like that. Yeah. So that's easy, right? Um, yeah. <sighs> so I went to Miami uh, this weekend. I saw that. How'd that go? It was good. I, I had a good time. Uh, I've never really been to Miami proper. Like I've been on the, the outskirts to like see a show or something, but I've never been mm-hmm. to like Miami Beach or downtown Miami. All the things you, you think and I of. went to a show. What? 
You and I went to a oh, show. That's down right. There. That is right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was good, man. Uh, a lot of good food. Experienced some good food. You know, we talk. We like food. Um, <laughs> what you been eating this week, Jordan? Oh man, <laughs> a lot of good stuff. I mean, we had some like Cuban barbecue, which was awesome. We had a Brazilian pizza, which was delightful. Uh, there's one hmm. thing that was. Um, I usually don't focus on like bad food though, but there's something that I wanted to comment on. There's a restaurant in Miami. We're like, Oh my God, we just have to go to, we just have to, it's a uh, like supposed supposedly like the best Cuban food or whatever in all Miami, which the best Cuban food is in Miami apparently. So we go to this place called Versailles and it's like, you know, big Sounds deal. Fancy. We were turned away. Well, not turned away, really. But la- first time we went, it was just too full. We, we couldn't mm-hmm. go. We didn't have enough time. We didn't want to wait. And so the last day we were there, we went in the early morning, like 1030 or like before lunch and got in. Man, it was a massive disappointment. Mm. Massive disappointment. I couldn't believe it. We have a show. Uh, it made me want to write a review to our local Cuban restaurant, Miapas, like retroactively to be like, guys, you, you <laughs> guys know how to do this because I don't know. It was just I got a Cuban. It's always what I hate when yeah. I get it's like the bread is too hard and it's dry and it's like, it, it, I, I don't know. N- not great, man. It's a thin line you must walk when making Cuban bread. It really is. And we want it to be crispy and like, you know, but you also want a softness to it. Can't be too thick, but it can't be too thin. Can't be too chewy. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. I'm I'm amazed. I'm, I think we've had this conversation a little bit on the show before. And my wife and I were talking about it the other day. I just think baking is just, it's one of the most impressive things to me. And maybe I just don't understand, but for me, (laughs) the thought of like, baking bread baking pastries or something is like so intimidating i'm like absolutely not i'm not even gonna try because sure i could probably get to the stage where it's like yeah that looks like a blueberry danish but then you eat it and it's like oh it's too starchy it's too crispy it's too whatever it's too chewy it's too dense which i think is the most amazing thing when people make a nice fluffy bread i think it's so easy to get your bread too dense anyways there's just so many ways to mess up baking. Just, it's an exact science. You have to get a rabbit trail there. <laughs> you can't like diverge from the path. Whereas when you're cooking on a stove or whatever, like you can cook like a and burger. And it's even about timing too. You yeah. Know, not just amounts. It's like let it sit for the right amount. Oh, put it in for the right <laughs> amount. Oh, crap. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's ridiculous where you feel like if you may if you have like your burger now and you're like okay this is my burger i know what the spices i'm putting in yeah. i know how to cook it it's gonna turn you out the pretty tools much. And, yeah know how to use them yeah it, it's it's gonna turn out pretty much the same but with baking it's it's oof. i mean it's like almost more about like a feeling it's like yeah i know this needs to it needs to rise this amount not too much not not you know don't take it don't pull it out too early you know all the little things it's just I don't even know. I don't feel like you can go on YouTube and somebody can tell you this is how you make something. I, I know Sam the Cooking Guy, our, our boy on YouTube, he's he's had us bake a few things on there. I, I haven't tried it, but a few of the recipes. There was like English muffins I watched him oh, do, and I'm like, that looks so intimidating. That looks amazing. Yeah. Well done. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to yeah. buy English muffins. 
<laughs> exactly. I'll let it's upper just... crust do all the baking for me. <laughs> That's exactly right. Sometimes like the intimidation factor. And if I fail, it's I've wasted time, money, and effort where I could have just really gotten yep. this. And then I'm going to bite into it and be like, what have I done? I hate my life. Yeah, you got to like do all sorts of things. You got to pray over the stove and meditate with it for a while. Give it a give it a stove rub on its belly. Stove rub, exactly. We've been watching slash playing slash listening to Luke. Oh, listening to. Um, I forgot to get that. I got everything prepared except. Oh, that. you got all your things lined <laughs> up, huh? I'll just mention the obvious one that I think everybody probably knows about because it's probably gotten some of the largest budget that i've seen in a while for an album coming out and that is john mayer's sob rock Mm -hmm. i have seen this thing on posters i've seen it on i don't know all kinds of websites i go to i've seen it on instagram countless times john mayer's done a good job of self-promoting and good for him you know because i think he made a solid album here it's it's kind of a shorter album but you know, it's just John Mayer doing what John Mayer does. Yeah. Just creating good, solid, you know, adult rock, alt rock, whatever. Whatever you want to Somewhere call in it. that. <laughs> yeah. I, I had never understood what adult rock was until I saw that John Mayer was in there. And I'm like, okay, that makes yeah. some sense. <laughs> it's it's rock for grownups who are no longer fun anymore. They're not you do the have funky to or hardcore yeah. at all. It's like it's a sad state of it's affairs. The forty-two-year-old, <laughs> you know, that's uh, proud of his new uh, Craftsman lawnmower or something. So like, get me a little John Mayer, but uh, oh man, <laughs> yeah, we're all reaching that point though. It's Any okay, favorite it's just songs? a stage. <laughs> um, the one that's been kind of highlighted to me a couple times on Spotify, and I've listened to a lot of "Shot in the Dark." I think that's a really well put together song, yeah. um, but. For me, there wasn't really any bad songs on there. There was some songs I wasn't as enthused. Why You No Love Me, I thought was a little, eh, it's okay. It's like a perfectly fine song, but why is it Why You No Love Me? It's like you, were just, tr- you thought yeah. it was cute, but... I didn't like the hook that much either. It so. could have been like, Why Don't You Love Me or whatever, Why You Don't Love yeah, Me. He clearly made a choice there. <laughs> he made a really heavy choice. <laughs> And I also, I was, one thing, uh, another thing I'll say I was a little disappointed with is how many of these songs I'd already heard. Yeah. I kind of wish he'd held back on that. Maybe release like one, maybe even two. But, you know, Last Train Home came out earlier. New Light came out quite a while ago. Yeah, which sadly is probably my favorite one. I think, I think, I guess I just feel like came out even longer ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed that, three of the 10 songs, you know, I'd already known super well and it heard many times. Well, I don't know about you. And every time, like I would get an album, like, you know, back, you know, when you remember CDs, when I get like a CD, I remember every time I'd play through it, I'd usually skip over the, whatever the single was. Cause I felt like I already got yeah. my fill. Cause it's of on that. the radio. <laughs> yeah. And so now it's like when they're releasing singles every week or every month or whatever, it's like, how many songs are you doing that for now to where you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're left with like like four songs. Yeah. I'm not too fond of it either. Honestly, I guess they just, you know, it's all about getting more streams. So yeah. You know, if you keep doing it, it's like you just slowly like turn on the tap a little more and a more at a time. And Uh I'm sure they have it down to a science how they release this stuff, but I don't like it. Yeah. We're (laughs) old. (laughs) 
but it's a great album. It I is. love it's good. cover. I just love what he's done with it. And he even has like a commercial with like Porsche. What? That's just great. It's like really? him sitting in a Porsche, and then the camera like comes through the window. And he's like, "Welcome to Sob Rock." Ah. Drives off in the Porsche. <laughs> it's very, uh, it's very eighties. Like everything he's done around this album is very eighties. Yeah. And, or maybe even early nineties. It's just, it's, it's great. <laughs> cool. Brings out the nostalgia. How about you? I mean, yeah, that's that's the main thing I've listened to yeah. as well. That that came out. I you know listened to. I think the album like a couple times while going to and fro Miami. Um, also, uh, some something you've recommended in the past before. I've been kind of getting into a little bit more. Is a uh, Trey? Uh, you recommended him, and I've uh, I've been listening to him quite a bit. He's quite good. He's not like a really much smaller kind of a uh, kind of you know thing. Not very well known. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. have any songs over, you know, something like the millions or anything like that. But he, I think he's pretty good, man. I'd like to see him come out with an album. It's one of those people who is like, there's so many people like this that they don't even have an EP. They just have tons of singles. It, it, it's strange, but yep. yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, um, he's really good. Yeah. We've been watching Slash Plane. I don't really know who we're on, so I'm just going to take a shot in the dark and say it's you. I think it is me. Um, yeah. So I've been watching some more uh, Kevin Kniff himself. Um, God, I've watched that. Still really into that show. I just really enjoy it. Um, I'm interested to see, you know, kind of the evolution of this show. I think uh, it's it's a solid story now. I think it's interesting enough to, like, just keep watching it. I think the main draw for me is just how cool it is to see like the dual filming. It's just very unique in that way. But uh, I think this story has some potential to perhaps go somewhere very interesting. You know, I don't think I know enough. I've only watched five episodes now. Um, I don't have enough to know that it's going to be this incredible show in the end, but very interesting. I think they're laying a pretty good framework for an interesting story. There's, there's, as you watch the first few episodes, you'll see what the like main crux of the show is. And so it'll be very interesting that if that main conflict reaches a c- conclusion, what, what could come afterwards? I I'm interested yeah. to see, I think if they can bring in that next thing, breaking bad is a good example where it's like, okay, this could conclude very quickly and <laughs> it could be like, okay, where do we go now? And, and yet I think they, kept things incredibly interesting um with that show and um yeah there's a lot of good things about that show a few negatives but uh that was a great show and uh, so this one i think is in that same boat where it's like okay you set up a very interesting original thing and we'll see how it goes so cool. if you're not on that watch it um so episode eight just came out so i think I've watched six episodes actually. I think oh, I, I, I need didn't know it was that new. Seven, yeah. Um, Sunday nights, so. but they haven't even finished their first season. Okay, wow. Yeah. So yeah, I think you. I believe you can watch it. It's it's interesting that so AMC came out with their AMC Plus, so you can actually watch episodes earlier if you have AMC Plus. Oh wow. I don't have that, so I think that might be why I wasn't able to watch episode seven that's we just we just watched six yeah exactly (laughs) there's just not quite enough you know on amc i just i'm a big fan of the network i think they do have a lot of good stuff but there's not enough current things that yeah 
you know, if I was still on Breaking or still Breaking Bad, if I was still on uh, Walking Walking Dead, I I might be on it. But that show looks crazy. There's like these trailers for the last what's season, happening. and it's like what? There's stormtroopers. I don't know <laughs> what? what's happening. If you uh, see the trailer, you'll know what I'm talking about. Oh my about. god, I gotta peek there's my head in. There's obviously not stormtroopers, but there's these dudes that look like them. Oh, like, they're okay. fighting wizards at this point. There's an amulet or something that's making all exactly. the zombies happen. I don't know. <laughs> the old amulet, the go-to. Uh-huh. <laughs> so HBO has a new original show that we've watched. There's got to be another episode. I kept looking to see if there was another episode out yet, and there wasn't. Um, Okay, so this past Sunday, the second episode aired, um, called The White Lotus. And this is kind of a cast of people you probably would recognize. Um, uh, Alexandra Daddario, uh, Jennifer Coolidge, Connie Britton. Um, what's the guy's name? Steve Zane, Sidney Sweeney. Oh, wow. um, yeah, some people that you would probably recognize a little more if you saw their face, but... Uh, Jennifer Coolidge, like she's from a, uh, jeez, uh, American Pie. It's the sure, but I have the wrong one. She is she American? I, one? I might have the wrong um, one. I'm sorry. God, Legally Blonde. <laughs> she's the uh, bend and snap lady and the, the hairdresser. I gotta find out if if she's in American Pie. This is uh, bugging. She me. might be. I'm, Isn't she like Stifler's mom? I don't don't remember American Pie very well. (laughs) It is Stifler's mom. Okay. Yeah, you're right. She is in there. (laughs) All right. Wow. I don't remember the details of that movie very much. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's it's interesting. It's, yeah, it's good enough that I would say it's it's worth a dabble. I mean, I've only seen one episode, so. It's a little early for me to make any judgment, uh, but. (laughs) Basically, these tourists arrive on, I believe it's one of the Hawaiian islands, and they come up to this hotel, the White Lotus, and it kind of follows each of the different, there's like three or four groups of people, like a family and a couple and an engaged couple and a single lady, and like they kind of go out into the, um, what do you call the resort they go all out in the resort you know to their rooms and stuff and they each have their own like drama going on and then it also follows the workers of the white lotus and hmm. there's more a like a comedy what might be coming no it's it's all drama it's a mini there's series so i think many there's only comedic actors in it it's strange yeah, to me it's it's not funny um, wow the one guy Holy shannon <laughs> jake like... lacy he's he's one who's gotten a lot of roles more recently yeah. Um, yeah, he was in Rampage. He was in uh, Miss Sloan. Uh, yeah, he's been in some other things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's yeah, it's interesting enough. I'll keep you updated on how that okay. is. There's there's not a lot to say at this point, but uh, yeah, just a short thing. So you know, six episodes. So yeah, if you have access to HBO. I would say it's worth the watch so far. It's a little thingy. Cool. One, I, I didn't really have anything else. There's just one thing I wanted to mention to people because this is like literally the things that's been rocking the world for the last like two years, and that is The Office. The Office is just, it's insane how popular it is at this point. Um, before this, I was watching uh, or listening to 
the old the old nerdist uh you know what i'm talking about the guy he does the he does a podcast that interviews different people and yeah, it's Harwick, right? he was uh talking to dwight himself um and they they were talking about the office and just like the hundreds of millions of people that are watching the office you know this was when when netflix had it before before the over to the year turned over to 2021 yeah uh, used to be you know the phenomenon on netflix and now it's on peacock so anyways all that me babbling on to just say that go back to peacock <laughs> if you're missing the office on netflix they now have up to season it was either five or six so at at the beginning okay. they only had season one and two so yeah I think we we've gained at least three more seasons. So it's on just like we, the free tier, right? The free tier. Yeah. Okay. I mean, of course they had all the episodes before, but now yeah. there's a full like it's either five or six. I think it's five seasons now that are just free. So yeah, I mean that honestly, that's the meat of the show. <laughs> I I I enjoyed yeah. those later seasons without Michael, but you know Steve Carell. Um, but. Yeah, the, the first five the seasons same. are just are just incredible. So it's funny. I was looking at like Peacock. They were like basing their like subscription tiers a little before at least they started releasing them. They were ba- basing their subscription tiers based on how much of the Office you get. Like they'd say like some other stuff you get, and they're like in this season of the Office or whatever. It's yep. so funny. Like it's it's, it's insane. It's insane, and it's kind of sad for Peacock because it's like okay, the Office is a force but that that being said it's like what else you got people? i know we're talking about nbc like one of the largest networks you know to yeah. to ever exist and they <laughs> unfortunately they're now having to stoop down to like cater to net, to the office fans because honestly it's the thing that's working right now for that network it's just they haven't yeah. found a replacement for it after all these years. It's crazy. It seems like even Paramount Plus has a little bit more to offer where they're like, hey, we get our movies really soon after theaters. Like they have The Quiet Place Part 2 already. And they're like, oh, wow, that's really soon. And then they yeah. have like their Nickelodeon stuff, their Star Trek stuff. And so I feel like you have a like a lot you could point to with that, even though it's not maybe enough for me. It's still I'm like, yeah, that seems viable. But for Peacock, I'm like, I don't know what's going on over there other than the office, to be honest. Uh. I am happy that they, with Peacock, that they allow you to do a pretty decent amount for free. Yeah, that's so, great. Now, most don't the, do that. So. That is an advantage. Yeah, that is true. Very true. Cool. You got anything else? What you been up to? Uh, have you seen the Jackass Forever trailer? I have. I just watched it earlier. It, you know what I, I just did too like earlier today it's funny i, I uh <laughs> after i saw it i texted uh my wife this i said unfortunately i'm gonna have to see this one <laughs> she was like hard pass for her but for me i'm definitely i don't know what you know a lot of yeah. trailers and th- things that come back really aim for like the your nostalgia and yep. like a lot of times i get grazed by it or i get but this one it it hit me. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, there's some simple <laughs> kind of uh, carnal joy in this that I have kind of missed. Johnny Knoxville way. is just someone I feel like we've grown up with. Like, yeah, I know. He was always quite a bit older than us, but like, he's such a personality and like, he just did a lot in our growing up years. Yeah, and yeah there's definitely a fondness I have for him. 
He's just a goofy, warm guy. Absolutely. As ridiculous as some of the things he does. Bad grandpa. It's, <laughs> it's crazy that, like, at this point in his career, you know, bad grandpa was only like a few years ago. That yeah. I think that's the most ridiculous thing he's done at all. <laughs> like, not just that he played a grandpa and like walked around and did all this like Sasha Baron Cohen style stuff, but yeah, what he does is ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. Oh like, man, and it, it's, it's pretty funny though. <laughs> it, yeah, absolutely. I don't know. It's it, it's like maybe one of the lowest bases of comedy or whatever, yeah. but almost it's like goes beyond comedy what they're doing. It's like a mix between comedy and stunts. I don't know. They're like it's South Park, King of the Hill, and then yeah, everything Johnny Knoxville has done. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I'm a little bit you know. There's a little bit of shame in me when I'm like when I got as excited as I got watching the trailer because I don't know, I've never felt that way before about jackass. Like I've always enjoyed it and laughed at it. But for some reason, when this came, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like almost, it felt like something I needed or in a way where it was like, <laughs> this, the simple, simple, noble crap, whatever we're talking yeah. about, all the things go, all the cares of the world melt away. When you see 49 year old Johnny Knoxville getting shot out of a cannon. <laughs> I don't know. Put that man in that room with a bear. Do it. Oh I want to see it. Can't believe uh. that. So yeah, I'm there. That's not, I just wanted to throw that in there. I saw it today. It, randomly got me excited i just yeah. wanted to throw that out there um so we've been watching uh we're starting to go through spider-man movies so having fun with that uh amber and i were just like you know what let's watch some spider-man and so we watched uh spider-man one and two recently taking it way back taking it back to the sam raimi stuff and man you know what it's like this stuff spider-man one and two they're great. I mean, I don't know. There's something classic about it, which is almost sad because like they discovered this with Amazing Spider-Man. You can't you just can't do it anymore, you know, because the story's been told. You can't like if you do it in that way where it's very emotionally driven and like kind of more quiet, and, you know, I don't know. And like going through the beats of Spider-Man. I don't know. They tried it with Amazing Spider-Man and uh, it didn't resonate with people. And so like with the the, ho the home series or whatever you want to call it, with mm -hmm. Tom Holland, it's like they have a more uh, fast paced kind of approach um, in like, um, like, I don't know, like to almost to the point where like this feels like an Elseworld Spider-Man at times. But yeah. It's it's really great for me going back to classic Spider-Man and just getting those classic Spider-Man feelings. There's especially two. Two is such a good freaking movie. Like I I saw it. You know you know I saw it so many times in the freaking mm -hmm. theater. Like that was the yep. time for us, Luke. When Spider-Man Two <laughs> came out, Dashboard Confessional being the song of the movie with Vindicated. I. I what year did Spider-Man 2 come out? Was it 2004? Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't get to see that. Oh, were you at camp? You guys, yeah, you guys saw that. And I, I, remember. I remember calling you guys one of the few times I was able to call and asking you how it was because <laughs> was I, I was crying? so interested. And, uh, yeah, people that, you know, there's a lot of kids my age at that, you know, we were like 17, 18-year-old kids. And yeah, there were a lot of kids like, well, what'd they say? How was it? <laughs> you know, that was 
that was a big deal back then because there was oh, yeah. not a lot of superhero movies and so for people who enjoyed that kind of thing like us and the kids that were around me at that camp you know i mean we're not far off of comic books and video games like we're still young like those things are still new for us and for there to be somebody finally making like big budget like really big budget yeah superhero movies that was a huge deal it was i i i I realized looking back on it that I didn't realize how big of a deal it was back then. Probably yeah. just because I was young. I didn't have perspective like I do now. And yeah, it was it was really well made as as many issues as I have with that whole series. It, yeah, it was really well made for yeah. the time, for the technology and, you know, for what they were working with. Like Sam Raimi's a good director. That's for sure. Definitely. And watching it now, it's one of those things you kind of almost have a fear. Like if you have a movie you love, you're when you pop it in, like if there's been like maybe a 10 year gap or something like that, that you'll see it and be like, oh, yeah, OK. And, you know, like, kind of be down on it. But like, it's good. To, like I watched it. was, you know, that. Ah, yeah, still got it <laughs> kind yeah. of feeling where you're like, yeah. yeah, this is a really freaking great movie. It holds up. And so that it, good stuff. Spider-Man 2, I think, holds up a lot less than Spider-Man 1, where the effects were good at the time, but not like this huge jump between that, that and Spider-Man 2 for some reason. I don't know if it was budget, but the visual effects were like big step up. And uh, yeah. But, yeah, it, it's probably one of the best sequels ever made because of that, because uh, one, it's great. And two, it's such a giant jump from the first one as far as quality and really all directions. Um, but yeah, um, I watched uh, Space Jam, A New Legacy. Uh, man, I, <laughs> probably my viewing experience for this was not the most optimal. I saw it, we were uh, going out of town. I felt like I wanted to watch it before going to Miami. So we like been a pit stop to uh, Amber's uh, family's family's uh place over in orlando and we watched it with her brother and his wife and they have like this really small tv which uh, with like no speakers or anything and so when you going from yeah. like set up like what you have or something like i have or yeah. like a lot of our friends have it's always weird to like go to like over someone's house and they have like a 40 inch tv like you know somebody another clearly doesn't care about their viewing experience yeah at least not in a giant way um but that being said, it was it was fine. Um, the movie itself, you know, it, <laughs> go, looking back at the original Space Jam, like I have fondness for that movie for sure. I have fondness in my heart for that movie just because of what it meant for me growing up. And just like, you know, it was a very much a time capsule of the time. Yeah, I look at it and it's just instant nostalgia. There it is. Shot in the arm. Nostalgia. Um, yeah. But it's not a good movie. I think like a lot of the jokes don't really work that well. Michael Jordan isn't a great actor. Um, but, you know, it has its plot and it's a really unique plot and it does it. And I, I really enjoy the movie. I find it insanely entertaining. This one, I think, is pretty much the same for this generation, maybe. Um, looking at it, it's not like it wasn't like a great movie or anything by any stretch of the imagination. Like, um, it does some things better than the original, but the original does some things better than this one. It, it's kind of like there's a few trade-offs. For instance, this one, I think some of the jokes are better. But uh, there's a lot that being said, there's more jokes and there's a lot of jokes that do not work. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I think the animation style seemed very strange to me, and that clearly in the trailer it switches styles. Yeah, it, I thought it, that it, was a weird choice. It was the two D animation was there longer than I thought it was going to be based on the trailer. It was there like probably the same amount of time as the CG Looney Tunes were in. It, it was okay. Like honestly, like, lo- like even looking at the trailer, I thought it was. I don't know. I thought I was like, oh, this looks pretty good. But in the movie, like, I don't know. I started to, you start to like see the seams a little bit yeah. more. And it, it, it was wonky at times, but it was okay, I guess. Um, the, the visuals were all right, all, all around though. Um, LeBron James. It's just, I think part of it, one mm-hmm. of the reasons I'm really down on that is because it's that exact animation style we were talking about like a few weeks ago or a few months ago. You remember that? The like more like present day like 3d like full like modeled and i just yeah oh i really don't like that yeah there's a lot of that (laughs) going on for sure um lebron james he's um i think he's a better actor than michael jordan in this movie but that being said not by like a a wide margin Uh, michael jordan is not an actor and neither is lebron james so i'm trying not to judge either of them too harshly um but yeah it it it, he's actually been in a few movies now yeah he has he's he's done some (laughs) acting i think he even pokes fun at his own acting in the movie there was like a scene where he's like i'm a basketball player not an actor i tried that it doesn't work well or whatever (laughs) um (laughs) The person who I think that was the most charismatic in the movie was Don Cheadle. I think his uh, villain performance was really fun. Actually, I think yeah. he had probably most of the laughs in the movie. There were some laughs with Looney Tunes, but for the most part, he was the, the funniest part of the movie. Um, there's a better... Here, it's the strange thing. It's Again, it's such a give and take with the saying like, oh, this was better in the original, but oh, this was better in this one. Like, I can't help but compare them because in a way they're so similar. Like, I think like some of the character things they had to do in this one was better. Like LeBron and his son actually have like something to do. Whereas like, we talked about this the last time I saw the original Space Jam. I was like, were they supposed to do something with mm-hmm. Michael Jordan's son? They almost made it seem yeah. like they were going to, yeah. but this one goes all the way with it. And there's actually like, it's a story, you know, it's not like amazing. I'm not crying, but it's, it's a story that, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but the whole uh, basketball Looney Tunes element I thought was, Yeah. Give and take. Again, give and take. Like there there were some in- elements that I thought were interesting. Like okay, there were points where it's like, oh, Bugs has actually something to do at this in this moment. But at the same time, it's like there's such a a, a much more of a limited explanation is why are these why are the Looney Tunes even here? Like they don't even it doesn't it makes far less sense because they're in like this whole Warner brothers universe or whatever. So it makes a whole lot less sense where it's like, we're focused why we're focusing so much on Looney tunes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but the movie was entertaining. It was too long. The first one's probably like an hour or 20 hour 30. This one's almost two yeah. hours. It's where it's like, 
like I you yeah. feel it. You know, it's like I you know when you're watching a movie, a movie feels longer sometimes when you're watching it with other people, and you're like you can feel their attention start to wane, and it oh, makes yeah. you more aware of how long the movie is. That I totally had that happen. Like Amber was starting <laughs> to fall asleep, her brother was starting to obviously laugh a lot less and you know it's it's and then i was like yeah this movie's getting long <laughs> you're kind of like wrap it up you're losing it <laughs> you know but that being said it, it was yeah. i think it was suitable for what the movie was this is a space jam movie my expectations weren't sky high it met them in some areas and surpassed them in some here and there again don Cheadle, i thought was really good really really silly and i thought Makes pretty sense funny. since he's a seasoned actor yeah academy award nominated for being in yeah. falcon winter soldier for a minute and a half so here he is <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and a lot, a lot of fun cameos from you know different actors and characters i guess so yeah uh, yeah i'd recommend if you're interested in it like as you see it as you see the trailer and you say i might be interested in that you might be interested in that i mean <laughs> it looks yeah it's as shown as shown in image is what you're going to get in this movie but yeah that's uh that's pretty much it man i've been playing too much as of late so um yeah, you ready to get this uh, ball rolling and talk about the thing we're here to talk about? Let's do it. Yeah, so Loki. Loki um, wrapped up just this last Wednesday. Is that right? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right, great. Um, so, yeah, it, again, it's I'm still we've done this twice already, and I'm still not used to talking about a TV show like this yeah. with you because, like, you know, when, when you watch a movie and you have to talk about it and you, without watching it again, like it, it just feels like it's it, too much time goes by. You feel like it's been so long ago. Like, yeah. so like the last couple episodes are so fresh in my mind, but the first couple seem like they were months yeah, ago. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah. that's and, definitely true. Yeah. So it feels weird talking about it, but we're going to do our level best to to talk about this show and totatum and not just kind of focus on the end because i think there is a lot to talk about at the end but i don't i think we'd be remiss not to talk about the beginning but I, i'm for all the people who haven't watched the show uh luke what what did you spoiler stop free and go watch the show stop go watch it. <laughs> it's there it's on disney plus all of it's out you can binge it it's definitely something that i think all of our spoiler cast it's like I think CJ a lot of times listens to these without watching the show, but I think you'll get a lot of enjoyment if you watch the show and come back and listen to this. Uh, Absolutely. Especially this one, I will say that, because this is a very in-depth show. There's a lot here, mm -hmm. more so than, honestly, a lot of TV shows in general, but especially TV shows focusing around superhero characters. This yeah. is... This is in depth. There's a lot of detail. There's a lot of things you can miss. I mean, there's a lot of just little Easter eggs, but there's also like things that characters say and like progressions of the timeline that are just easy to get confused and not understand. But yeah, go watch this. Like, absolutely. What are you doing if you haven't watched this? Got some general thoughts. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> um, I just, this is. I'll go ahead and say up front 
and I probably shouldn't because it's going to like taint taint what people think about what I'm about to say, but this is just going to be a praise fest. I love this show so much. I think this is so much better than any other Disney plus show I've gotten to see. I just, I love this. thought it was amazing. Yeah. um, I'm with you. I do think it's kind of like just obviously the best one so far. Like I think like looking at it as a whole, I'm like, yeah, this is it's wide and deep (laughs) one way I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, it's top to bottom. Just uh, a lot here. I think out of everything, it does like stand, stand with the MCU more than the others do. I mean, important things happen in WandaVision. Important things happen in Falcon Winter Soldier. But I feel yeah. like this, like if this, this was compressed into a movie, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised watching this on the big screen. I feel like this, like as far as not just spectacle or whatever or budget, I feel yeah. like it has. This a could lot have made a great it. movie. Absolutely. And and I feel like it really probably was at one point scripted as a movie. I wonder how that works sometimes. If like they, if they take a, if yeah, if they, if the screenwriter, they, maybe they wrote it in two different ways. And maybe he start he she whoever started you know writing it as a screenplay, and then said you know this might make or somebody asked them you know maybe this would make a better TV show. I mean there could have been a lot of moving pieces behind the scenes here especially with covid and everything and oh, yeah. you know disney making the decision they were going to move all these tv shows to streaming i don't know how all that worked i'm just making a guess here making assumptions and yeah i can see this definitely being scripted at some point for a movie and it would have worked really yeah. well as a movie it would have been a nice fast-paced moving movie in it and it could have been they could have even scripted it to in how do I say that? They could have scripted it as well <laughs> for it to continue more of the timelines of the movies. And I saw an article that was it was just like the title of the article. And it was saying, like, this is the best Marvel TV show that also is a standalone thing that you don't have to watch to watch other movies. And I thought that was a really good way of putting yeah, it. It's yeah. an interesting line they towed during this whole movie where our TV show. Here I am calling it a movie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's an interesting line that they tow where like, you know, obviously it's great to have the context of what some of the things are referring to. And, you know, obviously if you don't know Endgame, you don't really understand where Loki came from there at the beginning. But other than that, there's absolutely no other history you need to know other than just, oh, yeah, Loki's Thor's brother. And he's mischievous if you know who Loki is, which, <laughs> you know, you should know that just because he's the god of mischief you know, completely a part of superheroes or anything like that's just Greek mythology. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. I think if it was made in a movie, I think it could have had other characters coming in and out. Thor could have easily played a role in here at some point. Um, I'd be interested, you know, in this alternate universe, what that show slash movie could have looked like. And yeah, I think I may have even liked it more, which, which is a lot to say because I thought this was, excellent so yeah it's just an interesting thought experiment what this would have been like if there had maybe been a few avengers or even like side characters to the avengers in this movie um yeah yeah maybe it could have turned it to an 11 which i think it's easily yeah. already <laughs> a, a nine so yeah absolutely yeah. and you no know, um yeah i think we're in agreement here i think the show was very very freaking good i'm very excited to see more of it and also the implications of what this show means for the uh, mcu writ large you know yep um so yeah let's go strange yeah 
Doctor, yeah, Doctor <laughs> freaking Strange, Strange, maybe Spider Man. I don't know. Yeah, let's uh, <laughs> let's do it, man. Let's get into some spoiler talk. I feel like you know, there's a lot to unpack with this show, so we'll do our our level best to kind of hit all the major, I think, areas that you can discuss when talking about this show. So I feel like for us to like even. I feel like we have to take it back a little bit to get to like the beginning, not have to go beat by beat, but like just elements that were introduced and are at play in like the first few episodes. Because I think like there's the first three episodes and then there's the last three episodes. I think that's just kind of how this show goes. It's like, that's, that's kind of how it feels for me yep. as far as it like, sets the framework and then it mm-hmm. makes the beautiful, <laughs> beautiful house that it is. Yeah, it's like it's your introduction to Loki as he was, and then the TVA. You then know, there's it, the adventure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And something I was interested in going into the show, I wanted to see how you thought of it, Luke, and how they handled it. As far as okay, so this isn't Loki that we know from Ragnarok at the beginning of this show, which is I think a very interesting way to do this. Is like this is Loki. Yep. Twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve post Avengers. He's such an interesting timeline thing. Yeah, Yeah. he is. And in Avengers, it was in him at his like most evil. Like he was ripping people's eyeballs out and, you know, (laughs) yelling at Natasha, you know, doing all sorts of stuff. And so that's him here. Um, And so he has to go through quite the change to get to where he ends up in the show to be a little bit more heroic. And I feel like, Personal, what did you think before I before I kind of give my thoughts on it as far as how they handled taking that Loki and kind of morphing him into almost this new version, but which is but more akin, I think, to what we get in Ragnarok or uh, Dark World, maybe I don't know. Yeah, or even the beginning of Infinity War. Beginning of Infinity um, War. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It was very interesting. I think it was. I liked how right at the beginning he comes into the TVA and he's basically neutered like instantly. And it's just yeah. like, I think it, you could see it. It was almost like a butterfly that had its wings like ripped off. It was like, it was just a different person immediately. And I thought that was, that was good. I wanted to see that, you know, because we had never gotten that we'd gotten this haughty lording his power over everyone and stabbing everyone in the back and just this constant liar. And I, I wanted to see like the Loki that was real and like was forced to make decisions based on like real trust and like him having to trust somebody because he literally couldn't stab them in the back. Like yeah, either, either literally or, you know, um, metaphorically, but yeah, I thought that was, that was a really cool angle to take and and it needed to be something like the TV TVA to even, do that because his powers are pretty significant you know he has the ability to do things that can basically trick any hero of any kind because he can become anyone and he can conjure things and hide things and just yeah it just causes yeah mischief (laughs) it's just Mm -hmm. yeah it's a it's a unique dynamic and they found a good way to hold him down and because of that, you know, he was beat into a new man over those yeah. first three episodes. And then that was a cool way of saying like, okay, like now he has a different reason to go on and you'll see why in the last three episodes. Yeah. And I think like, if there's a few key moments with that, I really enjoyed and that, well, the, as you said, neutering him, like kind of 
ripping him down to get to a point where he's like humbled really quickly. Like one, seeing him die, seeing like his future and like what becomes of him that like really breaks him. And then for him to run, I love this moment. Actually, it's probably one of my favorite moments of this of the season um, was when he looks in the drawer and sees the Infinity Stones. That's such a cool moment. Yeah, because he's like. It like that out loud. Him. I was like, "Oh my!" Exactly. Goodness. Oh my god! And he's like, "Oh yeah, we some of us use them as paperweights." And it's like, and then he's just like at that point where he just gives up, and he's like, "Is this the most powerful force in the universe, or whatever?" Which if it's an easy moment to forget easily because it happens so yep. early, but it makes you really look at the force of what's behind all this. How powerful yep. that force is if they can render Infinity Stones useless. Yep. The big threat of the phase one. That's yeah. Of the 20 plus films. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's crazy. And so, yeah, I, I think they do a good job taking him there in that way. I think they give uh, reasons that are, that makes sense to the audience. And it wouldn't make sense for Loki to be like, I was this high and mighty character. And now I'm kind of brought down to almost like, all right, let's see what's going on. I'm almost like, a little bit of a blank slate in a way to be like, yeah, we're, we're, I'm figuring myself out again. Now <laughs> I'm trying to see what mm-hmm. my place in the universe is. Cause I know I want to have a place because everything is saying that this version of me doesn't have a place. Yeah. I, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting. Like the more you think about it, the more you like ponder on what happened over that season. Like I haven't, I haven't taken enough time to think about this. And even now, as you're talking, I'm just thinking on how significant, like what they just did is. And it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's just crazy how they've taken like everything they set before. Like, I don't think people understand how, you know, obviously none of this matters. I'm going to caveat all that. I'm, I'm acting like it's such a big deal. I know this is just TV show calm down people but (laughs) that being said in the context of this tv show and these movies it's crazy what they just did they really is they mixed everything up and i i hope um i hope that that article title that i just said is not correct you know that that yes you can watch this separately from what came before but i'm hoping you can't watch this separately from what comes to to that is set to come Yes. If that makes sense. Meaning, I hope this is the bedrock of what could be a very interesting future to come. And and what I've been concerned about for the Marvel Universe since the end of Endgame. Honestly, it, it put me on this path where I was like, do I even care about Marvel movies now that Endgame is there? Are they just going to be, you know, that's fine. I'll go see this. I'll go see Black yeah. Widow. And I felt that way a little bit with Black Widow. As much as I enjoyed that movie... It just wasn't significant for the reasons that yeah. we stated on our review. Um, and, you know, it, it felt like there was no future. And Loki, very different. <laughs> yes. And even WandaVision had a little bit of this. No, nothing as much as Loki, but it had a little bit of that. Falcon Winter Soldier did not. I felt like it was yeah. very dead end. Um, WandaVision, it, it ended with an interesting take where it's like, okay, there's some future there. But but Loki, yeah, like like you said, it's just, it's crazy how how different of a path we're on now that this show has ended. It's gives me hope. It's, it's just, yeah, it's why I enjoyed this so much. It gives me excitement again mm-hmm. for what, what is to come. And like we said, like 
Ant-Man, Spider-Man, <laughs> like, uh, like every one of these movies, I think, is going to be shaped, hopefully even a little bit, by this timeline mix-up that Loki has brought on. Yeah, I think we're going to look back on this and be like, yeah, this is some required viewing. Like, if you're a Marvel fan, you had to kind of experience that show to see, like, yeah. the beginning of this whole multiverse of madness kind of thing as yep. we'll see obviously it it feels like the beginning of a new phase yeah it really does um what did you think of one of the a big element of the show what did you think of the tva in general like you know we got used to them throughout the, the show but first episode like first couple it's very striking this whole like almost 60s aesthetic yeah maybe and uh, just I, I don't know what what would what did you think of the whole organization and how like that was kind of portrayed it was fine i don't know if that was my favorite choice that they made there but it was just fine i I probably would have liked it to be a little more sci-fi, a little more futuristic, just because that's my style. I mean, mm -hmm. I think, you know, you talk from one Marvel fan to the next, they're going to have their own opinions. For me personally, I would have liked it to be a little more futuristic. Um, yeah, and not not my favorite thing. Personally. Yeah, I dug the whole 60s thing. I don't know why. It's 60s. I, I don't know how that really makes sense to me. Maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe we'll get into it at some point in the next season or at some point. In the, it it like seems it. like it's just the choice of that dude, right? It's just, Yeah, exactly. That's his favorite time period. Maybe. I like that. And so like Ms. Minute is like like her introductions through yeah. like uh, what looks she like a Hannah, cool. a Hannah Barbera, like space ghost, yep. uh, Johnny Quest kind of uh, vibe. <laughs> You can uh, see how like everything they did could have been styled in any way possible. Really, it's not. Yeah. There was nothing that was holding any of their costumes. You know, the the digital guide for this world, the computers. There was nothing that was holding them to that time period. So it just, yeah, just an interesting choice. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mobius, Owen Wilson, man, there yeah. he is. What did what you think of Owen Wilson? I thought it was a solid character. He he did a great job. I've always liked Owen Wilson, so it was a good fit for me. It just <laughs> he's he's such a subdued character. Like yeah, he, even when he's the, at his most excited, he's still Owen Wilson. Wow, <laughs> you know, <it's> still <laughs> he is who he is, and yeah, he's just he's just a warm guy. <laughs> he's a great fit here. I think like him and uh, Tom Hiddleston have really great chemistry. I think like yeah. their scenes together. Um, stood out for me especially in these first few episodes where they're really uh you know having yeah, some back riffing and off each other <laughs> yeah i think they had some really good on-screen chemistry and i think they're I, I hope to see more of that moving forward i think hopefully we will if they're able to wrangle everyone together get the gang back i don't know but yeah he was i think a real get for this show like he like he added something to where it's like it's cool seeing all the MCU characters you know, but to be introduced to a new character and to be someone like Owen Wilson playing him to bring some like new element of uh, of charisma to the screen, kind of like it, it's a, it was a cool thing for the because I don't think the TV shows have done it yet because it's just been like you know people we've already gotten to know for the most yeah. part. Yep. <laughs> you know, except yeah, for maybe I would Agatha, definitely agree. But, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, he he was great moving forward. There was literally this really funny part where like, you know, I was watching it with my wife. There was a scene where like it was after he like pulled Loki from the time loop or whatever, where he was getting <laughs> hicked and getting yep. the balls constantly yep. by uh, Lady Sif. And yep. I was just like, man, Owen Wilson, love him, love him so much. <laughs> and right after I said that, he got like uh, <laughs> evaporated or whatever. But you know, we find out super quickly that wasn't permanent. But hey, that episode that crushed me <laughs> for for <Yeah>. a moment. <laughs> yeah. And then Loki got it and it was like, okay. Okay, something else is going on here. They're not dead. Clearly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> That's it. Credits roll. Da, da, End, da, 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 da. End of the series. We He's said, turned into dust. <laughs> we said there was going to be six, but there's going to be four. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, Sylvie. She did a good job. It's such an interesting dynamic. I mean, it's what it's what so much of this show is in the later parts is showing these like multiple timelines of people, you know, obviously Loki's, but also yeah. of other characters, but especially Loki's. It's such an interesting idea that, yeah, just such an interesting idea. Multiple characters of people living simultaneously in different universes all at the same time. It's just, yeah, it's so unique. We get Weird a lot of that about. in uh, episode uh, <clears throat> episode five for sure with the different Lokis. But is a uh, something I wanted to ask you as far as Sylvie goes. I mean, this is uh, a not all out yet, I guess, but this is a, a bit of a romance, right? Where yeah. Loki seems to be kind of he, he has fallen for Sylvie in a way. How how did that play <laughs> for you? I thought it was fine. I mean, you know, I. I like that they didn't lean on it too much. I'm glad they didn't. I think that could have been too much of a distraction from what was so interesting, which was the main crux of the story with the multiple timelines and, you know, you change one thing and then how it changes other things. And so I like the amount of time they spent on this. <laughs> I, yeah. I, 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 did, I didn't want more. That's for sure. But yeah, I mean, I'd like it to be explored a little bit more maybe on like Sylvie's side next time around because this was very much seemingly like a one-sided thing as far as like their romance is concerned. I mean, Sylvie was definitely feeling something, but I guess she hasn't really let herself be close to anyone her entire life. So she probably doesn't even know where to start when it comes to yeah. something like that. And so you're really getting to be Loki's the one on the hook through most of this and definitely all the way through until the end he's uh yeah the one on the hook so it it it's not so much like a traditional romance it's just like loki's kind of like at the i think at this point more one-sided and sylvie's kind of like i don't even know what to think <laughs> yeah you know yeah i mean she's just focused on what she's doing really and yeah it seems like she's that way pretty much till the end we don't really she's get just, much of a reason why she's pulled from uh, from her timeline or why she's a variant. She's playing with her toys, and then all of a sudden the TVA is like, yoink, and just snatch her up. Yeah. I think they're still saving that for the next season would be my guess. Yeah, because the character who knows or whatever is still out there. I mean, she they, she asks, like, what did I do to – what did I do to earn this? Like, what – Renslayer. What, yeah, Renslayer. What, what did I – <laughs> 
what was my uh, moment? And she's like, I don't even freaking remember, dude. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and it is crazy how many characters there are in this thing. Like, as we're talking about, it, like, yeah, Renslayer, and then uh, the other agent. Like, there, there's a few characters in the here. Hunter. Yeah. Which I'm sh- I'm sure will return, which is cool because there were some like moments where I was like thinking to myself, like. I don't really know what what they did with that character, but then I thought, oh wait, there's there's room for that character to go somewhere because mm-hmm. they're doing a season two, and so I'm sure we're gonna get more of Renslayer, we're gonna get more of uh, of Sylvie, and so their characters will grow and kind of evolve as the show goes on, or maybe we might see them in some movies. Who knows? Who knows what these characters could pop up? It in. doesn't feel like there's any dead ends for anything, you know? Yeah, because everything all kind of resets like completely that's that's true it's an interesting dynamic and and even then even if it hadn't reset like the concept that they put into play literally anything could happen yeah. because just like with the flip of a timeline it's like everything's different so mm-hmm. it's a crazy thought it's like if the avengers had gotten a hold of this like nothing bad would ever have happened yeah. this is like I mean, Loki's right. It, it's definitely the most powerful thing in the universe because it doesn't matter yeah. what happens. Nothing matters anymore. Anything oh, that you want yeah. to happen can happen. Like You can have whatever you want. You can go wherever you want. You can live as long as you want. It's just, it's a crazy, crazy thought. Absolutely. <laughs> Glad this isn't real life because Gosh, yeah. would screw this up so bad. It is a very much like a, a new element. Anytime you bring something like this into a, a universe, it is a really big bombshell to throw in this whole like idea of time, time travel. Time yeah. yeah. A fate <laughs> like where, Oh, it's so this is supposed to happen. No, this. And what now that's changed or whatever, right? By the end of the show, that's been shaken. The whole concept of what, what was, what has happened was always supposed to happen or whatever. Yeah. Like it's almost like a different, a different like kind of time travel or view of time than they even had of an end game. Like that has changed at this point. So <laughs> I don't know. It, it, this is very interesting and it's a definitely a whole new can of worms as far as like the implication, <laughs> as far as how, some big events in time travel or whatever sci-fi can kind of work in this show because of what happens here. I don't know. Um, yeah. Let's kind of get into stuff that starts to happen towards the end. Um, when, uh, you know, kind of things are clearly at a point where they're, I think the end game happens when they go back to the, when they go back to the TVA and confront the so-called uh, timekeepers, I think that's where like the, yeah. <laughs> yep. they're like Chuck E. Cheese robots, right? Yeah. That was what the second to last episode was it? Um, that was episode four. So there was two episodes after the timekeeper okay. lost his robotic head. And they have to defeat big boy in the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Cloud monster. <laughs> smoke monster, Luke. We're in yep, smoke monster. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well that's the smoke monster this is the cloud monster yeah that's right <laughs> they're, they're both in the same family it's galactus from uh fantastic four rise of the silver surfer <laughs> um so yeah i mean 
at this point, like we get our multiple Lokis. This this episode was a lot of fun, <laughs> right? Yeah, it definitely was. This this was just great. And just having a bunch of crap just all over it just gives you the ability to yeah. put just the best Easter eggs ever. <laughs> I'm so freaking Thanos' helicopter. Uh-huh. Probably one of my favorites. <laughs> it it's there's so many good things in here. Uh it's it's great. We get a frog Thor or you know, frog yeah. of thunder or whatever whatever it is and for <laughs> a hot minute. Um one of my one I love a lot was we got uh, the uh, Polybius arcade uh, set, which is like this fabled um, arcade that was supposed to like, there was a bunch of conspiracy theories around it. Like, Oh, the government made an arcade that like hypnotized people or whatever. It's really just like an <laughs> urban legend thing. And, and it was yeah. in the background in a kid Loki's lair or whatever. And I was like, <laughs> Polybius. <laughs> Somebody had to clip that. <laughs> Absolutely bring some of that weird video game lore into it um richard e grant is a classic loki i thought he was probably one of the standouts oh he's great he's just a great actor yeah he's really good it's it's what's so great about i think this is uh he is kind of like a really good case to like look at as far as good writing and good directing because they he has really just one episode to shine they do a lot with him in that one episode to where yep. you get his whole story and understand what he's about and understand what he's about all the way up to the end. And that's good. That's hard I to know. do. Honestly, seeing that, I was like, has he done this in something yeah. else? Like, <laughs> has he played Loki in something else? Because this like feels familiar. And to me, that's like that's the ultimate testament to a great actor where the warmness the presence that you bring to a character like is so much that somebody like thinks that they've already seen you do this like to me that's just that's gold like that's yeah screen gold <laughs> so yeah that it's really that good. such a good job <laughs> yeah from the acting and the people who kind of like molded that character that's that was stand out yeah. to me actually like <laughs> just kind of seeing what they did with that character i mean obviously he's he's a funny guy i just i love the way he delivers his lines and stuff it's like this yeah weird mix of like almost a proper english gentleman but he does it in a hilarious way yeah it's, it's, like just, it's the best <laughs> comedic fops or whatever yeah um of course uh alligator loki or crocodile loki or crocoloki or whatever people are calling him my, <laughs> whatever my, they my wife loved gator loki <laughs> loved it when he bought, bit bit off president loki's hand oh my god <laughs> what's up that <laughs> oh i know it's great this is great stuff there's a lot of like good humor in this like i don't know it, it, it's it's great um yep let's uh what, what are we at right now as far as time let's let's go ahead and dive into the the, the the stuff I think we're going to be talking about through the bulk of this is the, this kind of the implications for the future and the end and the uh, the whole thing with uh, he who remains or uh, King the Conqueror, I suppose. So what do you know about this? What's your history? Not you know a lot. About this? I mean, I know him mostly from... 
I haven't read a lot of comics with King. Uh, he shows up in one of the uh, anime Avengers animated series that I've seen, and mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know too much about him. I mean, he... Uh, and so I'm kind of playing this game with everyone else, like kind of catching up and kind of learning about him and, and seeing him here. It's just, uh, I don't know. I think it's a really cool introduction to it, and it's really... A uh, harbinger of things to come. I feel like more than anything, as far as Kang, we know he's going to be one of the big bads for the MCU moving forward. And so, I don't. What was your impression with this? At least this version of, of Kang. I mean, I, you know, I had no knowledge at all going into this, so I didn't know what was going to happen. I thought it somebody who a character we know was going to be behind the veil. And obviously I was wrong completely. I was like, there's no way it's just going to be some dude that we don't know. Well, that's exactly what it was. I just, I don't know. I thought it was going to be more impactful if it was some character or something from it was some me. Other, my, my guess. And I'm sure people who know comics are going to laugh at me. I was thinking it might be red skull just because I just thought it would be mm-hmm. He's interesting, out there somewhere, so. but yeah obviously not at all but mm-hmm. um i don't know it just i was very taken aback at first and like who's this dude <laughs> i don't know who this guy is some guy who and even after it was explained to me i'm still like what yeah i don't know it just it just kind of came off like so you're just somebody <laughs> like even after he explained everything it was just like so you're just a bunch of dudes that got together from different timelines and hung out like yeah and learned from each other and you basically i guess became smart enough to re- be the one who remains it was a strange justification for me yeah i think there's a lot that we have to learn as far as why he is like how powerful king is in like because obviously this isn't the king this is like the nice king, if there is such a thing, he says, like, he said it. He's like, You think I'm bad, which he is bad, obviously, but like, wait until you meet the other me's. And he's like eccentric at this point and like tired. And he's kind of just gone nuts and wants to, it's all to kind of just stop, whether it's someone else taking his job or he dies and things go nuts. He's like, Whatever. I don't know. Um, what did you think of the performance that he was given? I mean, it was it was fine. <laughs> it wasn't impactful for me. It was just it was fine. Yeah, it's I I know this actor. He was in uh I, I saw him a little bit in the freaking uh um shoot what what's that freaking show called uh, Lovecraft Country. He was the the main character of that show. At least he was. <laughs> now, okay. now that show is over. Mm-hmm. But he, I thought he was good there. That's the thing. That, he was in White Boy Rick too. I've huh. never seen that. <laughs> yeah, I have neither. But <laughs> funny thing is that the 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 lady who played Hunter B fifteen she was in Lovecraft Country too as one of the uh, she was a major role in that in that show which I never finished. It was like I don't know that show got canceled after one season and I feel like it was like super yeah. well made and the actors were great. The story was a mess and so i'm glad to see them go on to something else because i thought the acting was quite good he was in hostels oh was he yeah the one with uh 
Oh, I never saw that one with Rosamund uh, Pike and Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you getting the Kang from? You keep saying that. I, I, I haven't seen that anywhere. Where, where is that coming from? Okay, so because I'm been, even like on the Marvel like multiverse like thing, they never mention that at all. He never says Kang once in the entire show. Um, what I do no, know, no, I'm saying the Marvel comics thing. I'm on it, and they don't never mention that. Yeah, um, they mentioned he he would be playing Kang in uh, Ant Man and Wasp: Quantumanium. He's he was cast as Kang a while back. This actor, hmm. and uh, and he, he there was like a I was you know looking at a few things that would like talk about theories, and they there was a, apparently a lot of references to Kang, a lot of characters that connect to Kang in the comics. And then he, he kind of drops the conqueror line as well. He's like, I've gone by many names. He talks about, you know, he's like, I've been tyrant, conqueror, and now he that remains or whatever. So, and then what we see in that, like, f- that statue is a little more akin to kind of the some Kang imagery. I mean, Kang is like, like this blue. <laughs> so they're like combining armored. two characters, basically. Yeah, that's what it, well that's what it seems like. It seems like well in what I do know in in the comics there are so many different versions of King that you that crop up through time. Um but then so, the, King wasn't referred to as he who remains though. It doesn't seem like it from what I'm reading. I don't think so. I think that's this is a that's, that's a something they're doing. Yeah, yeah, that that is a creation of this show. I think this this version too may be like a creation of the show at least the one that has died yeah at this point but what i'm interested in is uh probably seeing this character or this actor come back doing a a completely different performance as another version of himself i think that would be really interesting that is true yeah like the stone cold version like looking at that statue at the end where he's like okay there's a new guy in charge yeah you know the TVA who's not in the shadows, he looks a lot more, you know, stoic and ready for business, right? Looks like he's almost made out of stone. Like he's made <laughs> from stone itself. <laughs> but yeah, I did you did I was wondering if you did what I did. I like I during that intro to that episode where you hear all the words or lines, a bunch of lines from the MCU being played at the beginning as like the Marvel logo yep. is happening. I definitely like paused it and like rewound it. And I put on the subtitles because mm-hmm. I was so curious. I was like, no, do not tell me they're going to be playing like audio from like non MCU Marvel movies. That would have blown my freaking mind. That doesn't mm-hmm. seem to be the case though. Like the yeah. first half was like MCU audio. Like, you know, you can hear like Black Panther and, and a Captain Marvel yep. and stuff like that. But then like you hear like um, real world figures like Martin Luther King and people like that, you know, in the second half. And so I thought I was like, oh, my gosh, what's happening here? Because I do not recognize any of these other voices. Yeah. I thought it might be like, I don't know, something crazy. But no, no, nothing, <laughs> nothing like that. At least not yet. <laughs> I would have flipped my freaking lid though. If I heard like Patrick Stewart's like Professor Xavier's say something or I don't know. That would have lost my mind. Could be, man. 
Yeah, there could be something like that. Who knows? But it's Fox Thirty around Disney. It's Fox Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, literally, the the door does feel wide open for them to do stuff like that with Fox, and you didn't with, spend all that money for nothing. That's right. Bring them on in. Don't toy with us like you did. I know. WandaVision. There's so much good stuff there. It just. I could go on and on about X-Men forever, but it's just so frustrating where like where the X-Men universe is at this point. And it feels like the X-Men universe has really come to an end. Oh, it has. And now, (laughs) and now there's this amazing Marvel universe and now they're finally combined. And now it's like, it's almost like both stories have kind of come to an end for the most part. Like, I mean, I look forward to other Marvel things. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, of course. X-Men had some amazing movies that have come and gone years ago now. I mean, Logan really felt like they tied a bow around, you know, a lot of X-Men stuff with Logan and obviously with Wolverine and, you know, Hugh Jackman. He's not the man he was in 2001 when he made the original appearance as um, Wolverine. And so, you know, for just like Father Time and for you know what those actors probably want to do with those characters it's just it's so frustrating we had an amazing like well you know we had some good x-men movies we had some bad (laughs) ones but we had some really good ones and and i think we had a pretty good representation of x-men and and now it feels like they're kind of at a point where they have to start from scratch and that's just so frustrating especially with the new mutants coming out not being good it's Mm -hmm. just it's so frustrating I think we might have like some cameos maybe from some people, but I don't think we're ever going to yeah. get like a full cross. We're not going to have what we wanted. Yeah. They're going to have to start your left. Some way. I'm here. <laughs> oh, <my gosh. laughs> Logan shows up. Um, you know, it, it's like one of the biggest hints to me that like, if we do see these characters, it will be like in a different way. It was like the fact that the cat's kind of out of the bag that like Alfred Molina, and Jamie Foxx will be in the new Ugh. Spider-Man in some shape or form or whatever. I want to know that. Why you let that stuff leak? I know, but like, I like, I just watched uh, Alfred Molina's version of Doctor Octopus die in Spider-Man Two, <laughs> and I know for sure that Electro in Amazing Spider-Man Two definitely bit the dust. So, whatever version we see. Wait. It's all out the window now, Jordan. We're in a post-Loki world. Yeah, so... Anything can happen. So who knows? It could be like different versions of those characters and they look like that. I I have no idea, but... Maybe multiple Hulks, Jordan. Maybe multiple (laughs) Hulks. Maybe a She-Hulk. I'm just kidding. That's not how She-Hulk comes to be. But (laughs) yeah, I mean, there, there seems to be a lot of possibilities that have opened up. It's funny how they were advertising the this uh season finale before it, it aired saying like everything in the mcu is about to change is uh what they were putting in their ads or something akin to that and so that's that's cool they're so acknowledging you're thinking you're thinking fox properties i mean seriously edward norton coming back i mean like anything's possible now jordan stop i uh, know edward norton if he yeah, showed up yeah, as being like i'm yeah. bruce banner oh my gosh yeah. i'd lose it i would lose it not that it's i'm the that hulk we always wanted not the <laughs> one we deserved how about eric banna <laughs> while we're at it <laughs> why not why not yeah why not have uh, that's what i'm saying multiple hulks 
She-Hulk could have all kinds of stuff in it. Uh-huh, that's true. That show could be crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think at some point, like, the it, it can't they can't do that forever. Like, I think I'd love to see several movies of this. I mean, I said this before. If the other Spider-Man men or whatever show up in the next Spider-Man movie, it, I'm going to freak out. The like, you don't understand. The Spider-Men. If freaking Tobey Maguire yeah. and Andrew Garfield show up, I'm just going to lose it. That's I, I. That's just how it is. And so... I want them to do this, but I feel like at the same time, they can't just do that forever. They can't like, you can't always be thinking, oh my gosh, is a Wesley Snipes going to Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is Lou Ferrigno coming to be the Hulk? And is there going to be the, is one of the shows going to be the Hulk Wars or that something? That would be like the funniest that? thing ever. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Lou Ferrigno versus Eric Bana versus Edward Norton versus, versus, versus Mark Norton. Ruffalo. Oh my God, Mar- Hulk Mark Battle Ruffalo Royale. better watch out. You better get those contracts locked uh-huh. down. Huh? There's a bunch <laughs> of other Hulks waiting in line. Lou, you've been waiting, Lou. I know we saw you as that security guard and in Incredible Hulk, but you're back. The other thing that has to be mentioned is: Can Robert Downey come back? Uh, yeah, I mean, I would not rule that <laughs> out, man. I mean, honestly, who freaking knows? I mean, it's interesting. Like, ever since, like, Black Widow was such like a smaller movie as far as like stakes, and obviously it was pre-Endgame and all that stuff. So, I feel like the first big one where we're going to be like oh we're seeing the changes will be spider-man because i don't feel like i feel like with shang chi and the eternals it'll be just like setting up those yeah. characters that's and a separate story that, yeah, yeah understanding that i world. feel like it's like a side thing to where it's like he's now in the picture exactly kind it's like deal. kind of ant-man and dr strange was here's yeah. that character they'll show up later you know Thor. what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. they're not they're, they're their side thing now, but they'll show up and implement whatever they have to offer. What Black Widow should have been. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Here's her movie. Yeah. Now she's here instead of the other way around. Yeah. They pulled a Justice League with her. What can we say? Um, they did. <laughs> but, but they did it in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you have any like theories or anything for season two? I was... Oh man, I was not expecting that ending. I I thought more was going to be wrapped up. Really, that just yeah. like ended, and I was like, "What? Very long." That's lost. how you're going to end? Yeah, it, it reminded oh. me almost like the the button, almost in a way where you know, well, there was the oh, whole thing man. where it's like it, it's going to end the world if you do this thing that doesn't seem like it would end the world, and then you. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that thing and it's like killing him but being like it's gonna do all this crazy stuff and they're like no you're crazy that's not gonna and then you see the consequences of it or whatever so yeah i don't know yeah. you don't get that kind of payoff in a lot of stories and yeah you did with lost and i feel like you kind of did here and yeah it's interesting um i don't know man i you know i guess my my first thought when i see this is like well how far off is season two you know that would be my question are we looking at four years from now two years from now six years from now 
I don't know. I don't even know how to guess that because, you know, with any kind of production of this size, it's probably almost exactly the same as making an entire movie. So, you know, you're looking at a lot of actors, stuntmen, production people, like just all kinds of crew and money. And, you know, so, you know, all those people are going to probably be put on other projects and trying to wrap up She-Hulk, which comes out next year. And, yeah, you know, the Spider-Man movie, you know, I mean, I'm assuming a lot of these movies that are going to come out this year are already finished. Um I, the Thor movie, obviously, I I would assume it's probably still filming. Maybe I, I don't know. I, I think it is. Yeah, I know they were doing some filming last year. I, I I would assume they they probably are getting close to give themselves a ridiculous amount of time to do, you know, yeah. CGI work and all the ridiculous post production. This must go into a movie like that, especially Thor. It just it must be CGI like insane. I, I know Ragnarok looked like it was just a CGI monstrosity. It just—I mean, it looked great. It just looked like a lot of work. When that like CGI list of artists comes down and it just like fills up the thing for like five oh, yeah. seconds, exactly. Like, yeah, they put in some work. It was crazy <laughs> so, that you know, out of all of them, this probably had the most CGI from like the shows uh, for the shows. Like this had a lot yeah. of special yeah. effect work, you know, visual I'm, effect work. Yeah. I'm sure um, Scarlet Witch probably had a lot as well. So, yeah, um, especially towards the end. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, my my theories on what's going to happen in the next season. I really I wonder is that season going to be set directly after the events of what happened at the end of you know the first season of Loki, or is it going to be set at the end of you know God of Thunder, or whatever? What is what is the name of the new Thor movie? Love and Thunder. Yeah. Love and Thunder. Yeah. So. That would be my question. Um, if it's set directly before this, I would assume that, you know, he comes down on storm clouds and he reigns like a Julius Caesar <laughs> over, you know, all, and she immediately yeah. regrets it and she's in chains and she's like freaking uh, Carrie, <laughs> Carrie Fisher and Star Wars with a, <laughs> with, um, gosh, with the uh, Jabba. <laughs> She's like down there serving him fruit or something would be my guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, that would just be my, my theory. And I think that's what's going to happen. Instantly. Actually. That's when she realized she effed up. Nah. <laughs> um, so that would be my theory there. But, you know, I, I don't think they, they love to surprise us and take us in a direction that we're not expecting. So, yeah, I'm going to guess that something is going to happen in these next three movies. I'm going to guess the most closely related is going to be Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Um, yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot of like jumping around in that movie and man, I, I would not make a good writer. Cause I, <laughs> I don't even know what they're going to do with the timelines. Just each one of these movies, like you see like Ant-Man and the quantum mania, I'm like, that could mean anything, <laughs> you know, that Who could really knows? mean anything. Yeah. And, and then, you know, where Thor is going to do go and do with his little, like the Revengers or whatever his group, you know, I, I don't even know that, that to me, it felt like, okay, so it's going to be like guardians of the galaxy three, basically as, that. as the Thor version, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, that that's what it feels like. It feels like Thor could go on literally any, you know, 
fat man version of himself adventure that he wants to at this point. No, no, he's bu- <laughs> he's back to being like uh, Hottie Thor now. He is like ridiculous. Now I saw like TVA. one set photos. He's TVA, like, yeah. man. Yeah, he could revisit that Thor. <laughs> Maybe another version. I'm um, just gonna say TVA whenever you say anything. <laughs> TVA. I think it's it's even harder to know with Loki though because like. Loki is the the most non-linear uh, story we've gotten. I mean, obviously yeah. the story is linear, but it takes place outside of time. Like the TV, like once they snatch yeah. him from 2012, they are yeah, and he jumps of into town. time and out of time. Yeah, yeah, we make it all the way to the the final movie, the end yeah. of time. We make it all the way there, <laughs> and That's so true. it's like, who yeah. freaking knows? Like it's weird how like it's. I, if I were to guess, like the only one that might affect this movie is the multi, either multiverse of madness or quantum mania, because yeah. I, we know they deal That's with the only this way to like matter. exit time in the like Avengers universe. Yeah. Through quantum. Yeah. The quantum realm. Absolutely. But I, I'd love to see all this, all these crazy worlds collide. I love the cosmic side of marvel i i'd love to see some of these powerful cosmic forces collide if it's you know kang and dormammu or maybe galactus at some point i i'd love it yeah (laughs) mamu baby he did not get defeated he just conceded close he just not even close look not this time is what fine he pissed me off enough (laughs) exactly (laughs) so I'd be very cool with seeing more Dormammu and seeing him in like full force. You know, as you say that, this reminds me like they've finally found a way to set up someone as meaningful as Thanos. Yeah. They finally found a way. It's it's something you can never imagine like something happening in the DC universe like this. And yet I feel like Marvel has just done this twice. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's something to be able to say that because it takes a lot of interesting. I mean, obviously they're, they're dealing with a lot of source material. I mean, so is DC, so they have no excuse, but like, there's just so many timelines that you can go. We've talked about this before. You can go in so many different directions and you have to pick, you know, you have to pick and choose how you create this universe that intertwines with all these thousands of characters that Marvel's created, you know, small characters, insignificant characters, big characters, characters that are honestly just stupid. And and a lot of people would look at them and say, there's no way I can use that. And yet Marvel finds a way to use them in an entertaining, interesting ways, and sometimes in significant ways that, yeah. you know, up the stakes and make things interesting. And that's what they did with Loki and, the cool thing as we've talked and I think, you know, we've, we've each kind of helped each other, like realize like how significant this is. It just, yeah, it just amazes me what they've done here. And it it just takes great writing, writing on a scale that really is uncomparable because no one has ever tried to write so many movies and now TV shows that all correlate you know, all one giant universe. It's just, yeah, you know, the land before time is the only thing that's close enough. And, you know, those are stupid animated <laughs> movies. Just because there oh, were so many Oh, you underestimated the world of the land before time. <laughs> but that's like Watch literally 12, the only thing I can think of. Like, think about, like, what is super long running? Like Final Fantasy. But 
in a lot of those games are completely unrelated. They're There's only a few few yeah. games that actually relate back to each other. And yep. so like there's just nothing I can think of that has ever, you know, there's long running TV shows, but for the most part, they have linear timelines that just kind of go on and on. And you bring a new writer in, you bring a new director in, you know, whether it's Seinfeld or friends or there's just nothing that compares to this. Yeah. It's, and even if you added up all the minutes for all those other things, I don't think it would even come close to the number of minutes that they've had to like record of ongoing story that, you know, it's not all even linear and it still relates. It just, I'll stop going on and on, but no, I, 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 agree I think people I think don't give Marvel credit enough. I hear a lot of podcasts like make fun of Marvel movies and all this, but I, yeah. I think when you go back, you as a person who poo poos the Marvel universe, not you, but you know, some other person who might, mm -hmm. you know, this look down person. Marvel universe as this like, Oh, that's just, you know, popcorn entertainment for a general audience. And, it is, yes, but it also is incredibly inventive and original. And, you know, what, even though there's some missteps, there is some incredible stuff going on behind the scenes here that just continues to amaze me after now 14 years of this going on. It's just, Jeez, it's amazing. Yeah, and I think like even now, I mean, they've obviously crafted this giant puzzle piece that was the Infinity Saga, and I think now they have a even more complicated. They have like a three D puzzle to like put together at this point yeah. with all this timeline, um, multiverse stuff. This is always where it gets complicated. Like this is this is the time. Like yeah. this whole stuff here is with the uh, storyline, sci-fi storylines. This is where you really have room to either create something insanely good or trip over yep. kind of the <laughs> breadth of what you've done. And so yep. I'm looking forward to see what they've done because they've have proven themselves ready for you know the you know whatever this is algebra two or trigonometry whichever yep. <laughs> advanced class they've moved on to because we're doing yep. this stuff and this stuff has been and and oh you need boy. to keep it grounded enough that somebody can just jump in and enjoy themselves yes that's which is that's the hardest key. most impressive thing to do have it be there for hardcore fans but also have it be there for somebody who says oh black widow that looks cool it's a marvel thing neat mm -hmm. And they don't care. You know, they don't care apart from that. Just give me a movie where there's some action. There's some funny lines. That's all I want. And that's exactly what so many of these movies. And I, I would say even Loki, like my wife, you know, she loves Marvel, but she doesn't really care too much about the timeline. She, she asked me if she wants to be filled in on what's kind of going on, but she just wants something that's interesting and fun. And that's what this show was, but it's also super deep. And if you want to yeah. like <laughs> look into it and theorize it and post on forums online, you can, and you can have a lot of fun with that. And there probably is going to be a lot of payoff because there sure was an end game and infinity war for those people who, you know, really want to go hardcore like us on this kind of thing. So <laughs> yeah, this has cool. been a praise fest. I, I feel sick. Do you have anything <laughs> else? Do you have anything else? To, any criticism is at all like you can get them out here. Um, hmm. I think I have one. I'll, I'll start us off. I think uh, something I'd like to see improved upon or at least explained. It kind of gets into this whenever you have a magical character. Um, sometimes you get the whole thing where you're like, I don't understand the rules of how a character works. And I feel that way sometimes with Loki when he's like, 
fighting or an action scene like i there's like sometimes he'll do something like i didn't even know we could do that what is that yeah. like he yeah like has this like seems Conjuring like he has some and hiding and yeah all that stuff he seems to have some sort of push and pull ability where he can like yep. like use the force basically i didn't know we yep. had that and so the green force yep <laughs> yeah where he like pushes something out of the way like pushes a building out of the way i was like what what what, yeah. what, 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 what is that <laughs> like i because i'd raise an eyebrow if i saw captain america all of a sudden like use like telepathy or something i'd be like yeah hmm. and so you're able to get away with it a little bit more when there's a character who has you know magic like dr strange for instance but within this case i'll since we've seen loki several times and only seen him do usually illusions mainly illusions it was strange for me to see him do some sort of like push oh conjuring items he's he's yeah. done that for a long time he's definitely can yeah. conjure an item here and there yeah for sure but it, so it was strange for me to see him like do some force force push i'd like to see that either explained or and transforming into other people that would be the yeah one. definitely yeah. that's really it i mean i think it was so it was a really rock solid show um you know yeah enjoyed it greatly i i thought it was kind of weird the way they represented time i mean you have to represent it somehow and obviously there's no way you can really represent it to be realistic but uh yeah yeah i thought it was weird that it is like this lightning bolt thing around them outside of it um yeah you i guess me just being a, a really big sci-fi fan i like the idea of movies like trying to represent things in like the way through some crazy theory like okay this might be possibly how it would actually look in real life um you know i i like the more hardcore the sci-fi movie basically the better for me so yeah i guess i i would have liked a maybe a different representation of how time looked but that physical representation of the timeline you're talking about like where you see you know when they, when they go to the end of time and it's just like this white this light yeah. that's in a circle around them and then it starts going crazy it just it seemed kind of silly to me and it's like you go into the light and then you're in that timeline it just i don't know this is a weird representation of it for me i think if anything it should have been like bigger and it should have been like hit them on a planet in the middle of it and it should have been like more real life sized it just seemed miniature, I guess. And it just, it was a weird representation, like physically of how time would have flown. I didn't like that as much. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a lot of movies coming out, man. I mean, we're going to have to spend some time talking about some video games or something, but there's a lot of movies coming out. Um, what are you looking forward to seeing? That's coming out here. In the uh, next nice weeks. guy. I'm so looking forward to. It's called Nice Guy, right? Which one? No, Free Guy. Free Guy. Free guy. Yeah. I'm He's so probably a nice guy. To that too. movie. I just, I cannot wait. So. Yeah. Um, I'll probably see Old coming up here soon, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Yeah. Um, I do have some fears about this movie, though. Uh, as soon as I saw the trailer, like, M. Night Shyamalan has directed Shamalama some good Ding acting Shamalama Ding Dong. <laughs> but in this case i'm kind of nervous like the whole thing where like uh an actor like a grown-up actor has to play like a child this seems yeah. like it could be 
go really wrong i'm just saying like when i've seen the trailer and there's like the grown woman saying like why are you looking at me like that i'm like oh my god i hope this works you know what i mean so i'm seeing it because i've seen i pretty much i know i've seen every movie he's made but i'm nervous about this one man anytime he comes out with a movie i'm concerned yeah yeah absolutely like he's pulled out some good ones recently but we've been there through some of the we, the happening yep. it yep. happened the village yep <laughs> the after earth yeah these are movies that are real yep. and are always here to threaten us so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, I i'm so torn on old it's just you know i i don't watch as much horror stuff anymore so this one I'm like so on the fence. I just don't know if it's going to yeah. be like too far in the horror film where I'm not going to enjoy it or it's going to lean enough on the thriller that I might not mind it. I, I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll report back and let you know. It, yeah. You don't really know too much with Shyamalan. He usually veers into thriller, but um, sometimes you get some exceptions like the visit, which is thriller, but definitely has a lot of horror moments for sure, which yeah. is like meant to go. Oh, oh it's, Old then there's movies scary. like Split that it's just like that was an amazing movie. That was, that was incre- yeah. a well-scripted Split movie awesome. and an incredible tour de force, you know, of acting. Yeah, that wasn't even really that much of a thriller. It was just good stuff, you know. It was just amazing. No, I just mean M Night Shyamalan. I was just getting yeah. back to like you know stuff that he's done and just just so good. Yeah. But we'll be back talking about something or other uh, coming up soon. Oh yeah, I, I forgot to mention I did. I was able to secure a pre-order of the Switch OLED. Um, mm. And what I really cool. wanted to say was because we were talking about this a lot during the uh, PS5 stuff. I should have saved this or brought this up at the beginning, but whatever. Uh, just real quick, um, Best Buy seems to have this new uh, way of doing when you're trying to pre-order some big thing. It'll like instead of the site going crazy and freezing and not actually putting something in your cart. And what it does is when you hit add cart, it puts you in a queue. And then once you're done in the queue and they, they have confirmed that they have that item in stock or they have the supply, you click the yellow button and then it just bring, and it brings you to checkout. And guess what? It freaking does an email verification, which is meant to fight bots mm. So it does an email ver. See, it's an email verification code. Yeah, I hope it works too. I mean, it worked out pretty well for me, but yeah. I was pretty Johnny on the spot with that. So we'll see. <laughs> Good. <sighs> Glad they're making an effort. Yeah, I'm, exactly. Glad they're trying. But um, we'll talk about something next week. All right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Have a good one. See ya.